Welcome to the Breezy Brides podcast, a podcast designed for brides planning their dream destination wedding. I'm your host, Deanna, and I'm here to offer you all of the resources, advice, and tips to make planning your destination wedding a breeze. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am so glad to be back doing this podcast, and if you haven't noticed, I've been gone for a little bit, but trust me, it was for a good reason. I have been working so hard for you guys, and I'm so excited to announce that the second edition of my Destination Wedding Planner is officially available. I finished the first planner last July, shortly after I came back from maternity leave, and kind of starting to put a lot more time into Breezy Brides. But it didn't take long for me to create so much more content um, that wasn't in that first planner before I realized I needed to make a second one. (laughs) So I started working on that second one a few months ago, and I'm so excited to finally say it is ready. I've added 35 more pages, which brings it to over 90 pages of information to make planning your destination wedding a breeze. Honestly, everything you need is in this thing from the important things like a checklist, uh, your packing list, um, how to navigate finding your resort and your travel agent, to the small details like welcome bag ideas and signature cocktail ideas. So, I've linked the planner in this episode description for you guys to check it out. Thank you so much for being patient with me so I could really focus on getting that done before I came back to record more podcast episodes. So without further ado, this episode is going to go over every aspect of preparing to leave for your destination wedding. More specifically, I'm going to go over how to travel with your wedding dress how and what to pack, and what steps you need to take at home to prepare for leaving for your wedding trip. You've worked for months and months on preparing for your wedding, so when it's finally time to leave, the last thing that you want is that I feel like I'm forgetting something feeling. So save this episode if you won't be leaving for a while, and make sure to refer back to it as the time comes to leave for your trip to make sure that you've got everything taken care of. All right, so first thing on the docket is traveling with your wedding dress. This is one of the most searched for answers regarding a destination wedding. You've worked so hard to get to this point and you realize, how am I going to get my dress from my home to the resort uh, safely and appropriately so nothing happens to it so you can also fit it with all of the rest of your luggage? Uh, There's three different options for you, so we're going to go through each one, and I've got a few more tips for traveling with your dress as well. First option is in your carry-on. So this was personally how I traveled with my dress. Depending on the material and the length of your dress, it might actually just fit right in your carry-on suitcase. If it rolls or folds easily, this might also be the most cost-effective way. Just make sure that you put it in a bag inside of your carry-on to avoid it coming into contact with anything else, any other liquids or things that would stain it or tear it um, or might leak through it at all. Most resorts offer to steam your dress as well because they obviously know you'll be traveling with it. So don't be too concerned with rolling or folding it. Just be wary if you have any pearls or gems or anything on your dress um, to avoid it coming into contact with other parts of your dress that might snag it easily. 
So what this would look like is basically you just putting your dress inside of uh, the garment bag that you most likely bought it with and then folding it with the garment bag carefully or rolling it whichever way you feel more comfortable with and then fitting it in your carry-on. Um, hopefully if you have a little bit lighter material you can also fit a few other things in your carry-on so that's not the only thing in there but that is a very common option that a lot of brides choose. The next option is to buy specifically a garment bag or a Wally bag and store it in the overhead bin separate from your carry-on. Garment or Wally bags are designed specifically for dresses and suits. Um, it lays nicely in the bag and it kind of helps prevent wrinkles. When you're on the plane, you can wait until all the other passengers have their luggage in the overhead bins and then try to gently lay this bag over top. You can also unzip it so that it lays flat a little bit better to just kind of rest it on top of your carry-on in the overhead bin. And then lastly, the third option is to travel with it in a bag, either your carry-on or a garment bag, um, and store it in the captain's closet of the airline. The captain's closet is basically an extra storage space in the front of the plane that's a little bit bigger than the overhead bins, and obviously it's separated from everybody else's luggage. So there's a few tips that you want to consider here. If you're looking into this option, you, one, want to get in touch with the airline that you're flying through and make sure that they actually have a captain's closet. Some of those budget-friendly airlines don't even have one because their planes are smaller. So this might not even be an option for you depending on who you're flying through. But if they do, there is no guarantee, unfortunately, for you to get that space in the captain's closet because they do have to reserve it for people who have wheelchairs or other special accommodations. But what you can do once you arrive at your gate is to ask them right away if they have room for your wedding dress in the captain's closet for you. A lot of times, flight attendants and other employees are very accommodating to this. They know that, obviously, it's something that means a lot to you, so they will try to make that possible. But the only thing with storing it in the captain's closet is there's really no guarantee that you get that space. The plus side of that, though, is that you can lay it more off of the hanger so it's not as bunched up in your carry-on or folded in the garment bag. So those are the three options we have for traveling with your dress. There are a few tips to also consider though as well. One of them is to never check your dress. Just like any other checked luggage, you run the risk of losing it along the way. So I know the checked bags are bigger, so your dress might fit in there a little bit better, but if you do check it and they take your luggage as soon as you arrive at the airport and then you get to your final destination and your luggage is nowhere to be found, that is probably every bride's nightmare. So never check your dress, no matter how big, you really never want to travel without it in your sight. Um, our second tip is to bring a sewing kit with you. So whether you store this in your purse or right in the garment bag that you have, it's always nice to have one along just in case you get a little snag in your dress or for some reason a button falls off, anything like that, you have backup just in case. And our third tip is to try and buy a dress that's lightweight and easily packable. I know a lot of brides have a very specific dress in mind that they want for their wedding day, and sometimes this includes a lot of material or rigid sides to make it harder to fold. But if it's at all possible to try to find a dress that makes it a little bit easier to travel with, it will help you in the long run. Not only will it help you with traveling, but it will be more comfortable for you to wear a more lightweight material in a very warm climate for your destination wedding, and you'll be more comfortable throughout the day. 
All right, so I hope we got all of your questions answered regarding how to travel with your wedding dress. The next thing we're going to go over is how and what to pack. So you and your fiance are allowed through most airlines, one personal item, one carry-on, and as many checked bags as you need or would like to pay for. Of course, always check with your airline just to make sure, but this is usually the standard. A personal item is basically like a small backpack or a purse. A carry-on is a piece of luggage that fits in the overhead bin, and then a checked bag is a bigger piece of luggage that won't fit on the airline, so you will have to check it when you get to the airport, and then it's there for you at your final destination. A few tips to go along with this is try to make your personal item as big as possible. So if you guys can both bring backpacks, you can fit a lot more in a backpack than you can a purse. But if you have a specific purse in mind that you'd like to bring or wallet, you can just stuff that in the backpack and have it with you for the remainder of your trip. The personal item should be able to fit under your feet on the airline. So as long as it fits those recommendations, you can always Google the dimensions specifically. So first off, the bride's personal item. Again, whether you bring a large purse or a backpack, you will want it to include the following. Your passport, your driver's license or ID, wallet, cash, credit cards, insurance cards like your medical insurance, your airline tickets and confirmation, your phone and charger, your camera and charger if you plan on bringing an additional camera, earplugs, headphones, and hand wipes and or hand sanitizer. And the groom's personal items will be all of the same as the bride's as well, but the bride has a couple more items like your camera and hand wipes that the groom won't necessarily have to have as well. Next up is your carry-on. So again, as long as it fits in the overhead bin, most maximum dimensions for a carry-on are 9 by 14 by 22 inches. You're going to want the most important items in your carry-on, so neither one of you run any risk of losing anything inside those carry-ons. This will include things that you're going to be wearing on your wedding day, an extra set of clothes, and some essential toiletries. For the bride's carry-on, your wedding day items would include your dress, shoes, veil or hair accessories, all of your wedding day jewelry, and your rings, although I would consider just wearing them during your travel period if you're worried about losing them in your luggage. And then the essential items that aren't included in your wedding day but you'd like to have in your carry-on as well would be one to two outfits or dresses, including undergarments, a swimsuit, pajamas, and essential toiletries like your glasses or contacts, face wash, toothbrush, deodorant, everyday makeup. It's unlikely that your checked bag will get lost along the way, but if it does, and if it gets delayed a day or two, you want to make sure that you have enough in your carry-on to last until the rest of your luggage gets there. So what this looks like for the groom is his wedding day suit or outfit. Anything from the bride's carry-on that didn't fit. So Going back to traveling with your wedding dress, if it takes up almost all the space in your carry-on, you're going to need the groom's carry-on to fit anything else that didn't fit in yours. In addition to an extra outfit or two for the groom, a couple pairs of undergarments, a swimsuit, pajamas, and again, essential toiletries. You can also try to fit the wedding gifts in the groom's carry-on. Wedding gifts, whether they make it to the resort or not, aren't a make-or-break item, but some of them hold a lot of sentimental value if you've got these gifts personalized in any way. So if you can fit them in either one of your carry-on bags, I would do so if at all possible. 
Just a couple of general tips as well. Um, there are luggage organizers you can buy on Amazon or similar websites. If the groom needs to carry any of the bride stuff in his carry-on, you can separate your items with those organizers. Also make sure your liquid toiletries are in a TSA approved quart size bag. So anything three ounces or more will have to go into your checked bag, but three ounces or less will have to be in its own bag, in your carry-on bag as well. Okay, and then last but not least is your checked bag. So most airlines, the checked bag can't exceed 62 inches total in height, width, and length. That's a pretty standard luggage bag and can fit quite a few items. Remember that all major liquids have to go into your checked bag, so pull aside any essential liquids. In your checked bag, you will want all the rest of your clothes, so pants, shorts, shirts, dresses, underwear, socks, bras, swimsuits, hats, sunglasses, shoes, shower items, hair products, perfume, cologne, makeup, all other jewelry, your rehearsal dinner dress, touch-up makeup, wedding day emergency kit, garter, sunscreen, aloe vera, extra decor items that you may be bringing, all your party favors, and a first aid kit. Again, you'll have a good idea of everything else you need to include because it's not in your other luggage, but it's always good to have a master list to go off of just to make sure that you aren't forgetting anything. Now, finally, we're going to go over preparing to leave for your destination wedding. You might be feeling a little bit anxious to be leaving for an extended period of time, so you wanna make sure that you're getting everything taken care of so that when you leave, you can rest assured that you planned ahead and have nothing to worry about while you're gone. First things up is if you have pets, to make sure you have a plan and a backup plan. This may seem obvious, but you may not have considered what you're doing with your pets because you're so busy planning your wedding. Um, some pets, like cats, are simple because you can just have a neighbor come by and check on them and make sure that they're fed and clean. Dogs, on the other hand, will need either a sitter or to be boarded while you're gone. If you haven't taken your dog to a boarding facility at all, you might want to practice with a few days of doggy daycare so that they can get used to it. So start vetting places in your area and check that they're available during your wedding trip. They can get very busy around the holiday season if that's around the time that you're going to be getting married as well. If you plan on keeping your pets at home and having someone check on them, just make sure you give them a list of the obvious things like when to feed them and how much, but also their favorite toys and the name and location of the vet that you guys use just in case something were to come up. Number two, place a hold on your mail. This is a simple to-do before leaving your wedding that some people just don't know is available. Um, personally, we lived in an apartment at the time that we got married and we had a very small box for our mail. So we knew that what we'd accumulate in the eight days that we were gone would definitely not fit in that box and we just didn't want to risk anything getting stolen or misplaced. So if you go to the USPS website, they have an area where you can hold your mail online. So they just don't deliver it while you're gone. And then once you get home, you'll just have to go to the post office to collect all the mail and or packages that you received when you were gone. Third item is to adjust your utilities accordingly. So depending on which area of the country that you live in, you'll want to set your air conditioning or your heat at a financially comfortable level when you're gone. If you have a smart thermostat already, like an Ecobee or a Nest, this can be pre programmed on your phone ahead of time. Even if you forget while you're gone, you can just open up the app and adjust it if you need to. 
If you don't have a smart thermostat, you will just have to remember to do this before you leave. Obviously, you don't want to be running your home at a temperature that you don't necessarily need to be paying for while you're gone, but you don't want to set it too low to run the risk of, you know, frozen pipes or anything like that. Um, You just want to make sure you're, again, setting it at a financially comfortable level. All right, number four in leaving for your destination wedding is to leave a light on. So although you may already have somebody checking in on your house, it's always a good idea to leave a light on somewhere in your house. Unfortunately, if others know that you're going to be gone or burglars keep an eye out on places that have been vacant for a few days, they may notice that you haven't been around in a while. So you can either just leave a small light on in a room or two, or you can also get smart plugs, which set a timer for a light to turn on and off at the same time every day. Um, So then you're not, you know, you don't have the light on 24-7 while you're gone and it just gives you a little peace of mind giving the impression that somebody's actually home and the last thing we want to go over is to have a neighbor keep a watch out if possible if you're close with your neighbors and you trust them it's always a good idea to just give them a heads up for how long that you'll be gone so they can just monitor your home you could also give them a spare key if you want to just to make sure everything is okay inside of the home Of course, the possibility of anything dangerous actually happening is very minimal, but it's just another small action step you can take to give you and your fiance full peace of mind to enjoy your entire wedding trip. All right, so I hope this episode provided all the resources you need to make traveling and leaving for your destination wedding as easy as possible. If you have any questions, you can always email me at breezybridesemail at gmail.com. And again, I will link the planner in the notes of this episode so you guys can check it out and you guys will hear from me in the next episode.